You understand what I'm saying? So both people, both, everybody on the insecure team has an issue, a difficulty with this disease of people pleasing. The anxious type overindulges the people pleasing. The avoidant type doesn't try at all to try to harmonize and cooperate with the other in an intimate way. Both feel like in and of themselves, the essence of their, their literal self is not enough. So avoidance, why try? Why give you me to be rejected? The anxious type, myself self isn't enough. So I need to go above and beyond and over the top because just both people, just myself, I cannot trust that just purely myself will be enough to get you to stay. Hey, season seven. Hey, hey, siete. Whoa, whoa, siete. Y'all, welcome back to Boundaries and Grace. It's season seven. I'm excited. My name is Taylor Chandler. I am your host. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I help people break negative relationship cycles. This episode is called The Disease to Please. It is rampant among people. It is rampant in attachment issues, okay? So we're going to get into that today. This episode, I think, is amazing. I think you're going to love it. I think that one thing was the opener, but the close is really going to get you. So you got to stay to the end. I'm excited for you to hear it. I'm excited to hear what you think. I want you to rate. I want you to review. I want you to listen. I want you to take notes. I want you to love it. I'm going to see you in the middle and I will see you at the end. Welcome back, y'all. Hey, y'all. Happy Friday. I was not expecting to do this live today, but I just really feel it's necessary to go ahead and do this one. Okay. I'm just really feeling like today is the day that I need to record this episode, The Disease to Please. Okay. The Disease to Please. I'm recording this live for my podcast, Boundaries and Grace. Boundaries and Grace is on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon's Audible. We're about to start season seven. Okay. We're about to start season seven, which is really exciting. And this is going to be actually the very first episode. I wasn't planning to do it like this, but it is just in my heart. It is on my spirit. This is, it's time to go ahead and do this episode, the disease to please. And so what we're going to talk about is, um, what we're going to talk about is this pervasive problem that we're seeing all over with people who are left almost in paralysis because they are so obsessed with other people liking them and approving of them. And we're going to talk about what that looks like in somebody's life. Okay. We're going to talk about what it looks like. And I'm going to give you five things that you can do to start to reconfigure this pattern, because I don't think that, the, that anyone particularly likes being a people pleaser. Okay. Hey, thank you, Darren. I appreciate that comment. He said, what's up, my sister, keep up the amazing work. Thank you. Um, and I will and I shall and I will and I do, yes. Uh, I don't think anyone particularly likes to be called a people pleaser. And oftentimes even this, the awareness that you are a people pleaser is something that is sort of shocking to the system. I know that when I became aware of my people pleasing tendencies, I was surprised. I was shocked. Okay, because there are different kind of brands of people. I call them different brands, different camps of, of things. And, and we're all patterned. We're all patterned. And so we all kind of, we all in so many 
ways fall into different camps for different things. And there are others that are like us that are in those camps that have similar characteristics and traits. And there's different camps and brands for different things, just like attachment styles are different camps, different brands of attachment. Okay. There are also different brands of people pleasers. Okay. So for example, you have some people pleasers who appear, uh, expressedly codependent where, um, they are the doormats of the world. Okay. And then you have the people pleasers that were more of my brand of people pleasing. Neither is better or worse than the other. It's just a different showing of people pleasing where my brand of people pleasing was in a very performative way. Okay. Um, these are my, these are my achievers, my, 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 my A plusers, okay, my gotta do everything, have hands in everything, wanna be president of all the clubs. Like you are the you are the you are the kind of like almost the more gregarious type of people pleaser. And so you don't appear people pleasing because you're achieving things that other people applaud and it appears that you're getting something out of it. And yet why can't you stop? Because there are holes in the bottom of your bucket. Let's go ahead and get started with it. Okay. There are holes in the bottom of the bucket and so it is never enough. You are still bound by this people pleasing issue. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and interrupt right now because I'm I'm go, I'm producing this right now I'm doing it right now, and I want to go ahead and pause before I go into this other brand of people pleaser. I want to go I want to say because this is so many others' experience. When I said this was my brand of people pleasing, I'm going to go ahead and identify that as the outward facing me in the world, like moving through the world and work or in school and that kind of thing. That's how you saw me. But in personal and intimate relationship, I was much more of this other brand of people pleasing, much, much more of the do- the doormat, the codependent, the one who put um, and partners and others needs above my own. Okay. That was much more of what would happen in those problematic relationships okay so definitely could switch definitely could switch and remembering that attachment is fluid person that's it attachment is fluid and so we can show up in different contexts and different um different ways different environments in different ways different types of relationships in different ways i'm gonna go ahead and say that now let's go ahead and get back to it Okay, but then we have the other types of people pleasers. Again, neither is better or worse than the other. Okay, both are are problematic. There are different degrees of people pleasing, yes, but the brands are not necessarily better or worse than the other because the other one um, who is not so performative, um, but they're they're more in the shadows, okay? They're more in the shadows. And so they they stay quiet and they want to fit. They want to fit. Okay, they want to find a fit. And that feels really secure to them to find a fit to find a group. Um, And I want to talk to you. Oh, before we even get started, I was going to go off about something else this morning. And I said, let me just let it marinate for a second. I want to talk about real quick, average, I want to talk because um, that that brand of, of people pleaser tends to be okay with average. And I want you to understand that whatever you want, let me go ahead and grab Coco real quick, because you know, that she wants to be up in the mix. Um, now, there's nothing wrong with average if average is what you so desire, okay? But if you want something, if you want better results in your life and you, and you, but you are determined to fit with the average, with the majority, then that's what you will get, okay? And now, on the other hand, for my super performative types, when the energy of that performance is to please the majority, you're doing the same thing. It just looks different. You are still obsessing over the majority of people uh, taking you in, still obsessed with finding the group. You just do it in a very gregarious kind of way. Does that make sense? So just like how an anxious type and an avoidant type, um, are they? express differently but have the same problems an anxious 
uh, anxious, preoccupied type and a dismissive avoidant type express very differently, but both have issues, including the fearful avoidant, which is the mixture of both. Both have issues. All of the people on the insecure team have issues with trust, security, vulnerability, and safety. You understand what I'm saying? So however you go about people pleasing and everyone on the insecure side has issues with people pleasing, even though it appears that the anxious type has more of the issue than the avoidant, but I'm going to talk about that too. Okay. So everybody on the insecure team has issues with people pleasing. And that's why we need to talk about it because obviously I call and I call insecure attachment attached people to me. And at the same time, and I'm realizing that uh, it frustrates me sometimes when I have to experience the, uh, when I have to experience the insecurity and you don't have an awareness of what, what the issue is. And so I just want to bring more light to it. Okay. I want to bring more light to this people pleasing issue. Um, here we go. Let's talk about, let's, let's talk about what it looks like on the anxious side, the disease to please the people pleasing the codependency. Okay. How do I know that I am a people pleaser? Well, you find yourself in relationships, hiding, silent, faking, and feeling like you're never enough. And yet the anxious type is always doing. And so let's go back to a couple minutes ago. And isn't that interesting that the anxious type is always doing, feeling like the weight of this relationship is on my shoulders. And yet you have a persistent, consistent feeling that it's never enough, always on edge, afraid that if you stop, the other person is going to leave you. So isn't that interesting? that I'm constantly doing while simultaneously having this feeling, this experience of myself that I am never enough. So I find myself, I'm hiding my feelings. I'm tired. I, I try to look energized, but I'm tired. Okay. Silent when you want to speak up or don't even know what to speak up about, but know that something's wrong, but afraid to say that something's wrong because you know that you're with somebody that would in some way flip it against you. And so you stay silent. You're faking, acting like you're cool when you're not cool acting like you're cool when you're not cool, having this consistent feeling that what I'm doing is never enough. You are on the chase. That's my anxious type and how we know that you have this disease to please because you are constantly feeling uncomfortable and yet you continue to pursue the discomfort. Pleasing people in and of itself is not a terrible thing, right? Like, for example, for me, in this, in this work, there is a function of pleasing my clients, okay, of doing things when I say that I'm going to do, of showing up when I say that I'm going to show up. That is a way that I please my clients, of over-delivering, okay? It's the way that I can please my clients, right? But, but the validation does not come from whether or not they agree, Okay, that 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 can be, and, and, and it and it and it actually can gratify me when someone when someone does say, um, "Wow, I loved this session," right? But it actually lands; it's it's received by me. It doesn't just fall out, and then I don't have to go chase another high, right? So, pleasing in and of itself is not an issue. Hey, pleasing in and of itself is not an issue. But the disease to please is when it absolutely will not gratify you, will not satisfy you. It never feels like it's enough. And you're also with people, paired with people who never actually acknowledge, well, never or rarely or don't enough acknowledge the things that you are doing. Okay, that's the disease to please. I'm still pursuing this thing that is making me incredibly uncomfortable. It is chipping away at my self 
confidence. That's how we know you have a disease to please. You might be a pleaser by nature. Okay. You might enjoy, I, I, I studied hospitality management, I did events and weddings and all kinds of things. Okay. And so there is an element of pleasing in that, right? An element of pleasing in that. But the issue is when you are continuing to pursue things that are not actually giving something back. I want you to put it like this, because I, I, t- I did this metaphor, used this metaphor in class the other day, and people really got it. And it was this idea of, um, I, I used the, because some reason, wherever we talk about money and paychecks, they don't, suddenly people get it. Okay, but, oh, this is so frustrating to me because when I give it to you in your human terms, it's confusing. But when I give it to you in functional terms, everybody gets it. And I want you to be concerned about that. And my frustration isn't about like this judgmental stand. It's it's almost like to me, it's like a it's a motivating frustration because I really want you to get it. I want you to understand your humanity as much as you understand things like money. And so here it is. So if I um. If you are, you're hired at a job and they say they're going to pay you this amount of money, they say that you're going to get $20 an hour. Okay. And then and you're going to get paid every week, $20 an hour. And let's say you're working part time. Let's say that you're working 10 hours a week. Okay. Let's just make it simple. I want to use round numbers, $20 an hour, 10 hours a week. You're going to get paid at the end of the week. That equals $200. If you were to get through those 10 hours and at the end of the week and you show up for your paycheck and they give you $85, you would probably leave the job. You would probably leave the job. You'd probably be like, this isn't what I signed up for. You'd probably be like, hmm, what I, what you guaranteed me is not what I got. And suddenly everyone understands that that's a job. You'd be like, oh, I'm leaving out of here. Oh, let where, get my stuff. Oh, I'm never coming back. Oh, 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 F them, F that. All kinds of stuff on your Facebook, talking things on them, about them on Facebook, tagging them and all kinds of stuff. But in relationship, why is it that when you have put in the work and you have invested in someone's and even whether someone did or didn't, or hopefully they have agreed that they would give to back to you. Right. But why is it that when you get to the end, to, when it's time to start collecting some things and they give you less than what you know that you've invested, why is it that you keep showing up for the job? When you know in a functional way, in a functional sense, you'd be up at that job. Okay, so under so 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 this is how we know this is such an emotional issue because the emotional attachment is what keeps you stuck in these things, these imbalances that clearly don't make any sense, any rational sense. But emotionally, you try to make it make sense. Avoidance. How does this show up for you? Look, and avoidance at this point, like when they when they, when they when they done growed up, right? At this point, you like to believe that you don't like that you don't have to please anybody. And you are actually my avoidance types. So we think of our anxious types on like the excessively codependent side, right? Excessively submissive, excessively uh, deferential to other people. So I do not I do not refer to myself, I refer to other people to tell me how good I am to tell me about myself, I need you to tell me because I don't have a sense of myself. And then we have on the other side, on my avoidance, Side, we have excessive distance from people. You can't tell me nothing about me, and what and however you treat me, I already almost like a it's 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 excessive independence, hyper independence, as if they are no not affected at all by other people. Okay, so avoidance like to believe that they don't have a people pleasing issue because they spend a lot of time just focused on themselves. Right. Like you're they're They're really they're often in relationships like 
the main ones that are like, well, it's not my job to make you happy. So I don't know what you, what you're complaining about. You have an issue with me. That's your issue. <laughs> it's not my job to make you happy. And they like to think that it's this really noble thing to say. Anyway, um, so avoidance likes to think that they don't have a people-pleasing issue, but I want to talk to you, avoidance, okay, because you absolutely do, okay, and how do we know this? Because you couldn't please some, the only, oh, oh, one of the reasons why you are so adverse from the idea of someone giving you some sort of validation or some sort of affirmation, that's why you act like you don't need it, is because when you, in the past, and I, I don't want to, I don't hate to call you out like this, let me slow down. Let me slow down. We're only 13 minutes in, okay? So let's just, let's just, let's just slow down a little bit. Okay. Uh, avoidance? What is that? Okay. We know that the uh, rejection of intimacy and the, re- and the uh, apparent inability to be vulnerable is not a natural state. Just like on the anxious side, clinging and holding on to relationships no matter what is also not a natural state. These are both trauma responses. Okay? Both trauma responses. We're going to talk about the avoidance side right now because I just went on the anxious side. We're going to go to the avoidance. So how do we know there's still a people-pleasing issue here? Well, because how did we get so adverse to vulnerability, connection, intimacy. Why does this idea of relying on someone else so upset you? Well, because just like everybody else in the past with people, with important, um, significant figures in your life, caregivers, parents, things like that, you would have liked to have their approval and they likely were unable or unwilling to give it to you. Okay. Talking about my avoidant types, likely in the past, there were some significant figures and I know that it is really hard to admit it now because you have worked so hard to act like it doesn't matter that you have just moved on you've grown up and out of it and you can't understand why other people need approval and validation because you don't and so why does anybody else but way back then way back when there were some people back there like your parents one two both all all, whatever who did not validate and approve of you in the way that children need to feel emotionally safe Okay, in the way that that children need to feel emotionally safe. And so like anxious type, it's like they they, 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 go, they keep going after it. They got a battery in their back and they keep going after it, trying to get what they didn't get. Where the avoidant type decides, well, if I couldn't if I couldn't get it, if what I was doing didn't work, then I'm just going to give up altogether. It's like a version of learned helplessness. Okay, like where my anxious types try to control your approval, I will do anything to get it. And I'm actually going to come out up outside of myself, be someone else so that you approve me. So they're doing the most where the avoidant type decides, well, there's nothing I can do. And so I won't do anything to please you. Okay, and so you are still bound by this people pleasing issue because it's still taking you out of a natural state that allows you to have the intimate relationships that would truly satisfy you. Couldn't please the people that you should be able to please just for being your child self couldn't do it. They, They couldn't do it. And so now we develop a fear of trying at all. 
You understand what I'm saying? So both people, both, everybody on the insecure team has an issue, a difficulty with this disease of people pleasing. The anxious type overindulges the people pleasing. The avoidant type doesn't try at all to try to harmonize and cooperate with the other in an intimate way. Both feel like in and of themselves, the essence of their, their literal self is not enough. So avoidance, why try? Why give you me to be rejected? The anxious type, myself isn't enough so I need to go above and beyond and over the top because just both people just myself I cannot trust that just purely myself will be enough to get you to stay all right are we understanding This episode was so fun, not just to record, by the way, it's on Instagram. If you're interested in watching it or seeing clips of it, it's at I am Taylor Chandler. You can watch it there. Um, This episode wasn't just fun to record, but it was fun to listen to. And I'm excited to hear what you all think about it. Please let me know. Rate, review, let me know if it's helping you. This is also the first passing of the offering bucket this season. Hello, if you are getting something from this episode, then please give. If If you are valuing and appreciating the work, I so value and appreciate your giving thank you for everyone who has given over the seasons and through workshops and classes and things like that this is you might not think about this okay but operationally speaking logistically speaking this takes time out of the day like client time and and energy and all of that and preparation time and producing time and so i really thank you all who take that into consideration and who give back into this work thank you very much you can give um through cash app paypal venmo on paypal and venmo you enter in my email address it's taylor at thresh coach.com thresh like threshold taylor at threshcoach.com you can find me on paypal and venmo the link to the paypal donation is also on my instagram bio at i am taylor chandler uh, and then on cash app it's dollar sign tay chand with a d on the end tay chan so i thank you so much for those of you who are giving today and any other time of any amount at, all over the world y'all are listening in and i am so happy that this is doing something for you thank you thank you Thank you. Let's get back to it. We have so much more to talk about. And just wait till we get to the end. So say this real quick, and then we're going to talk about these uh, five things, okay? We're going to talk about these five things in a minute. Y'all quiet. <laughs> y'all quiet. I, is it, are, y'all, is it, are we going, am I going too fast? This is going pretty fast. We haven't even gotten to 20 minutes. Are you doing okay? Can someone say hello? Okay, we see a heart. So someone is alive. (laughs) Okay, someone is alive. That's good. All right, anxious types, you end up in relationships that drain you because you keep doing the most and you got holes in the bottom of your bucket. And so even when you do get something back, then you then it just pours out. You got to do more. And then also anxious types, oh, oh. I want to tell you this about anxious, which also includes the fearful avoidance, anxious side. I want to tell you this. Oh, thanks, y'all. I want to tell you this because here's the story that you tell. This is the story that you start with with me and with yourself, okay? You say, I I can't do, hey, I, I keep doing, 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 and nobody ever gives back to me. I keep doing, 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 and 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 people don't appreciate me. I keep doing, 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 and I just keep ending up with emotionally unavailable people. And you know what I end up finding? You know what we end up finding, okay? Is that, oh, whether you're fearful, avoided, or anxious, preoccupied, 
Coco, Coco, Coco. Are you, you feel it coming, don't you? She feels it coming. <laughs> Coco, hey, we gotta, we're on the set. We're on set, babe. We got it. So what I end up seeing is that when the people who, when the people who do show up for you come around, when the people who do say you are enough, come on, come with us, come with us, come with me. I like you. I want to go on a date with you. I'm interested in you. You don't trust them anyway. You don't trust them anyway. Hello? So when these when when the good when the good available people come around, you're wondering, is there is there some sort of catch? What are you going they're going you like it's almost like you think that they have like like they're going to be um giving you things and that they're going to surprise you with an invoice at the end of it. Like, Hey, you know, you owe me, right? Okay. Or they, or they're going to just turn flip into turn it into somebody else. So, so, so I want you to hear me when, 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 when you are te- the story that you're telling that you keep doing, 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 and nobody ever gives you, gives you, gives you is that I need you to take responsibility. And I know this is hard. I got to tell you what you need. I can't just tell you what you want. I can't just tell you that it's emotionally unavailable people all out here out to get you. I can't do that. I can't do it in good faith. I need to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. So I need you to start taking accountability for where you are choosing to exert that energy because you are popping on that hamster wheel all on your own. You are popping on that hamster wheel all on your own. You're going to the sort that you are going to people Okay, you are going to people who are inconsistent with you, who who do actually require you to keep working, 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 especially my dismissive avoidant types that never really reflect to you the love that you're giving to them. Right. So you keep going to these people thinking that, okay, I need I got to I've got to prove that my 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 myself is not enough. So I keep going to people who help me to reinforce that belief that keep showing you reflecting to you that no, it's not enough that no, you can't get me to love you. Okay. So it's not, but it's not just that it's only those people that exist or that it's only those people that love you. It's that you make decisions unconscious or not, right? They're still yours. I need you to understand that whether or not it's in your consciousness or in your subconscious or in your unconsciousness, it is still yours. It is still yours. It is still yours, which means that ultimately you still have the responsibility for it. Okay. And now as it comes into your consciousness, now you really got a responsibility for it. Okay. So you keep anxious types, fearful, avoidant, anxious, preoccupied. You keep going with these people that, that drain you. And often you don't even trust when someone just wants you for being you. You're wondering what's the catch. What's the catch? Okay. Telling yourself the story that you see, you got it. Avoidance. Avoidance. Then we're going to go into the five things and we'll go. Okay. This is a pretty short episode. Pretty short, pretty short episode. Okay. Um, avoidant types. Let me read this comment real quick before we, before we just move into the thing. Uh, almost like people get addicted to trauma and subconsciously repel those that choose them for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you got it. You got it. You got it. So I get, so I get, um, I'm careful about saying addicted to trauma. I understand. This, I understand what, what you're saying. I do. So you think about it like it becomes, um, I'm, I'm expecting it 
Right. So rather than because I, when I when, when I hear addicted, I don't I, the reason why I get what you're saying. The reason why I stay away from saying addicted to trauma is because so many people are ignorant on the Internet. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the Internet, y'all. And they'll use that as like a way to um, imply choice when there isn't like where I'm giving you sometimes like when I when I say choice and when I say when I say choice, I also uh, I'm not saying that it's just like a conscious choice because we also said subconscious unconscious. Right. What I did say is that regardless of choice or not, that it is your responsibility because it is your behavior. OK, because it is your behavior. And so I'm really I, I try to be careful about saying like that someone chooses to. And you're not saying that someone chooses to. But I am saying that I know the Internet. I'm getting to know the Internet world real well. OK. And often people will say, well, um, they'll use that against people. And I find especially women. I find that it's especially used against women like, oh, you just it's like addicted turns into um, uh, uh, synonymous with you like it. And that's why I'm careful. That's why I'm careful about it. That's why I'm careful about it. Okay, but I hear you. I hear you. And and you're exactly right. And like, so we're we're saying the same thing. I just like I'm saying that for the record. Okay, for the record, for the Internet and all these people on this book, I'll be listening to this podcast. Okay. So, um, so you can get normalized with it, right? You can become expectant of it. And then, so when somebody comes around that just likes you for who you are, then we can repel that. Okay. So are we all on the same page about this? Are we all on the same page about this? Yes. And then we see a comment here that says, but sometimes your expectation of betrayal is actually true. Yeah. And this is where, don't get, we have to, since we're going to, let's just talk about it. Because what we, what we can't do is say, is use that. So, so in, so I'm going to do the same thing I did with the other, with the other comment. Okay. I'm going to do the same thing in that. I'm not saying that you are going all the way here, but I know the internet streets and I'm going to go. So that's why I'm going to go ahead and take it to where I'm about to take it. Okay. So the comment is sometimes your expectation of betrayal is actually true. Yeah, just like how sometimes the weather report is wrong. Okay, sometimes sometimes it says it's going to rain and it doesn't. So it we can't. You, I, what I don't want us to do is something like that. That like, well, um, because people can betray you means that uh, then I need to be especially on guard. It's sort of like it is what it is. Yeah, sometimes people lie. Yes, sometimes people show up differently than they did after ninety days. Sure do. Right. Sometimes it rains when they said it's going to be sunny. Sometimes it's sunny and you're expecting it to be rain. But what we can't do is have a uh, have a, a spirit and attitude of fear because sometimes things happen. Okay. We, we can't go through life looking for guarantees. Like it's not going to happen. And so when we, when we take that kind of idea that, well, sometimes I'm right. Sometimes, sometimes the person did change us. Sometimes the person did lie. Yeah. Make, make it interesting. I want somebody, I want you to make it interesting because that to me is just, and I'm not coming at you. I'm really not. I just, I'm thinking, I'm making a point. Okay. I'm making a point. Like I want us to make it interesting. It's not interesting. It's not unique for sometimes people to change up for sometimes the people, for someone to go in saying that they want one thing. And then 30 days later, they, they're, they're like, what are you talking about? Okay. That's not that unique. And so I want us to make it, let's make it something, let's make it different. Let's start to just understand that life is life and sometimes things happen and sometimes you get duped and some, and what you, and so you, you control what you can control, which includes your resilience, which includes the way that you bounce back. Okay. That's something that you can control. You can't control what other people do. You can't control the weather. 
Okay? You can't control the weather. The weatherman, the weatherman, the weather women, they do their best, right? Look, I'm sweating because I got me hot. The weatherman, the weather woman, they do their best. They're giving you a percentage chance. It's a possibility. Possibility. Okay? So we can't expect guarantees, especially from people. You got a better shot, I think, at the weather. People are the most volatile, dynamic. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Oh, gosh. (laughs) See what I'm talking about? Couldn't expect it. Didn't expect it. Didn't expect it. It happens. You got, I got another pin right here because I expect something to happen. Dang. You know what I mean? So we got to just start understanding life is life and let's just do what we can. Do what you can. Prepare how you can, but don't be paranoid. We can't be paranoid. Okay, just like how, for, and then I'm going to go on. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm digging this point into the ground. So let's say, okay, sometimes the weather report is wrong, right? Will I then use that to either not go outside or if it says it's a 90% chance of sun, am I going to pack all my rain stuff in the car just because it might be wrong? No, you're going to give it your best guess. You're going to use the knowledge that you have. And you might have you. I put. I keep an umbrella in the car because the maybes, right? But I'm not gonna pack all my stuff like, oh, well, be, it might go really bad, right? Because it could, but it might not. We just use the information that we have, and you just gotta make the best decisions that you can with what you got. That's just life. We want we want human beings to make to be very predictable because it hurts when they're not. And that's that emotional part. It, it hurts when human beings aren't predictable and you become invested and think people do things wrong and people do things and people hurt your feelings and do all kinds of stuff. And so it, it puts you in fear where people then need to behave in a very rigid and specific way or else you're freaking out. But that's something that you can control. You can control your level of flexibility, okay? Your resilience. You can also control how long you stay with unpredictable people. We don't need to control people and know for sure what's going to happen next in order to be okay okay you want that because it hurts when it's when it's not okay I get it but but we can't use that to keep an attitude of fear instead let's use that as information to empower you to do what you can and then accept what you can't let's move on avoidance so anxious people you end up in relationships that you feel like they're always draining you Okay, you're putting things out, you're not getting things back. But my avoidant types, you end up in relate. You think, you think, you think, you think that you have that you have rigged the system and nobody can hurt you. Well, you know what? You know what we know? If nobody can hurt you, then nobody can love you. We know that. If you keep people out, we we refuse them the opportunity to come in. And so and so you believe that you rigged the system. Nobody can hurt me, but you're going to hurt yourself. Locking yourself in with yourself. So you're even in relationship, locking yourself in with yourself. Uh, being unwilling to be influenced by the other, unwilling to be affected by the other, because that volatility, the, the opportunity for someone to change or their, their, their mind can change, their feelings can change. They might have a, some sort of negative evaluation of something that you've done and it hurts so much. And so even in relationship, you lock them out. And so you think that you've rigged the system because nobody can hurt you, but you've locked yourself in with the one that is hurting yourself. That's you. Okay. So my anxious side, you get with people who hurt you. My avoidance side, you hurting you. So you end up in relationships that end up by being unfulfilling anyway okay that end up being unfulfilling because you refuse intimate connection both people both types end up with a problem both types end up with a problem okay 
Both types end up with the problem. So what can we do? What can we do? Um, I'm going to give you the big one. I'm going to give you this big one first. I really want you to understand this. I want you to understand this. I was going to bring my keyboard over. I don't think the cord's long enough. I was like, it's probably going to be stressed. It's probably going to stress me out if I try to bring the keyboard. So what I did is I downloaded a piano app on my iPad. And I want to, I want you all to understand this concept. Okay. I want you all to understand this concept. I think this is going to be really helpful for you. Okay. So, okay. With the disease to please, Hey y'all, um, we are trying, let me start, especially with my, um, anxious types. We are, you are in this case, you are trying to make it fit with people who are requiring you to come up out yourself. And let me be careful about that word require. Let me take a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Compel. Let me use my word compel. Let me use my word compel. You are, you, my, you, especially my anxious types, with people who compel you to come up out yourself in order to please them okay in order to get their approval their validation i want you to, you are going to have to take steps to trust that the energy that you have will resonate remember the word resonate with those who naturally align with you i want you to know the word resonate resonance and dissonance okay and i'm going to use the piano to help you to understand this is a resonant chord do you hear that? Can y'all hear that? Can you hear it? Someone tell me. Uh-oh. Something happened. Do you hear this? You hear this chord? This is a chord that resonates. It's a really common chord. We're not going to get into all the all the uh, names of because y'all not everybody know what we're, talk, what we're talking about here. But this is a real common chord. It just sounds right, right? It doesn't just sound right. Tell me in the comments what happens when I do this. What does that sound like? Tell me. How about this one? How's that sound? I'm going to go back. How's this sound? How's that sound? How's this sound? How's that sound? Tell me. Number one sounds like what? That's number one. Number two sounds like what? We're seeing number two sounds like off key, sounds like anxiety, sounds like stress. Is that what we hear? Mm -hmm. And tell me, what does this one sound like? Number one. Ooh, number one sounds like a dream. She says number one, number one sounds like a dream. Number two sounds abrasive. Number one, we hear sounds like harmony. Number one sounds like vibes. Number one sounds, ooh, wholesome. Listen to these words that are coming out of number one. Substance, ooh, that sounds fulfilling, doesn't that? Doesn't that sound satisfying? She said substance. And now number two, we heard stress, we heard anxiety. Listen, when I take, all I did, I took these, I took three keys, a resonant, a resonant chord, and I changed one key, and it sounded crazy. You hated it. You hate it. You hate it. You don't like this? I took one key and I made it different. But when I take that key that I made different and I play this chord, what does that sound like? 
What does it sound like? Did my, didn't my voice change? What does this one sound like? Number three. Number one. Number two. Number three. Bright. Number three sounds happy, bright, relaxing. You hear this? Listen, I'm going to write this down for you. I took this same key that was making this sound like this, and I put it in the right chord. I put it in the resonant chord. This is a a resonant chord. It, It resonates, resonates, resonates. Dissonance chord, dissonant chord sounds like this. Like one key, I put, I put it in the wrong chord. It sounds stressful. You hate it. I put it in the right chord. Suddenly it sounds bright. It sounds relaxing. It sounds good. It sounds happy. You've got to go where the resonance is, y'all. You've got to go with the, with the vibe. Literally, someone said vibe, right? Gabriella, hello. So you've got to go where you naturally, the key didn't change. The, the, the key didn't change. I put it in the right chord. And so, the disease of people, please, will have you looking like this. Looking like this in the wrong chord. Okay? But you are not wrong. You're in the wrong place. You played in the wrong spot. You put in the wrong chord. You're with the wrong people. You're at the wrong job. You're in the wrong relationship. You're with stuff that's stressful. I need you to take your fine self. You fine. I need you to take your funny self. You funny. I need you to take your bright self. I need you to take yourself and put yourself in the right chord now. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Well, you know, always things that we can fix, always things that we can work on, right? But I'm talking about the essence of yourself. The chord music is it's a it's essence, essential. That this this um F sharp is an F sharp everywhere the essence of the f sharp is what it is that's the chord that sounded abrasive and then i changed it and it sounded bright the f sharp is what it is what it is what it is what it is that's the essence of you it is what it is what it is the little things that you can change big things you can change that's outside of the essence of you but the essence of who you are needs to be put in the right chords you understand what i'm saying to you so it's not about the f sharp being wrong it's not about you being wrong it's not about the c or the d or the f or the b flat being wrong is that it feels wrong when you put it in the wrong spot it sounds like this it feels like this right i need you to take your f sharp self and put put it in the right place and you're gonna sound good it's gonna feel good and people want to hear more of it and they invite you more and you want to go more and it's naturally aligned do you understand what i'm saying to you let me get some water let me get some water Go where the resonance is and don't try to take yourself and put yourself all up in the wrong chords. You playing, you playing the chord, you playing the note that you playing. You, it is what it is, what it is. Okay. You can't just pop up into wherever and think it's going to be received the way that it would feel good because sometimes it just won't. And it's nothing to do. It doesn't always got to do with you. Sometimes it's just not a good fit. It was never, you were never meant to play with that band. You were never meant to be in that song. It's just not your spot and can you just accept please god (laughs) please god can you just accept that your note ain't for everybody and everything and everyone you can't just be playing your note all over the place and thinking that people are just gonna like it you need to get with the right chords now get with the right chord (laughs) do what you're supposed to be doing be with who you're supposed to be being with 
Instead of just taking that, taking your F sharp self and popping up into a main, a major chord. That's not your chord. That's not your chord. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Now, um, that's pretty much it, y'all. We ain't gonna end. We gonna end on that. You couldn't. The la- the other things are just are, are minor notes to compare to that one. Okay. Okay. So what what else can you do? Okay, because that's kind of like that's kind of like just that's kind of the big overarching thing. I want you to know what else you can do. Okay, thank y'all. Thanks. Okay, I want you to consider your space. Look around you. Do you have things that you like? I when I was when I came into this space, I I got everything. I I said I want a black matte knife set. Type into Amazon. I want exactly that. I want my stainless steel straws to look exactly like this. I want the colors to be exactly what they are. I want the bar stool to be exactly the color, the, the texture, the material. I, I, be specific, y'all, with your stuff. Give, be specific with your space. And you don't got to be spending a whole bunch. Of, I'm just saying consider your space. Look around. What resonates with you? Don't just be buying what, don't, don't just have whatever in your space just to have it. Because some of y'all doing that with people in your life. You got a bunch of people in your life and you're collecting them just to have them. Just to have them because you're scared of being alone you don't like to be alone but you got a bunch of people with dissonance it's a dissonant chord it's not sounding good but you think but you just got them just to have them so I want you to just start making it practical make it practical look around your space is it what you'd like it to be consider your time are you spending it the way that you want to spend your time in a way that feels good okay that is refreshing to you doesn't mean that it's not productive this is productive time for me and this is refreshing to me as well okay so how are you spending your time consider your company we already got that down and spend some time alone that is the antithesis to that whole uh, you afraid of being alone you don't like to be alone well guess what you with you and when those people leave you, if they leave you, you still with you. So I need you to befriend yourself. Okay. You got to take that F sharp stuff. You F sharp, be that F You need to love that F sharp all on its own. Okay. Now the chord is nice. We are made for relationship. The chord is nice, right? We like a chord. We like to be in the places and the spaces and around the faces that, that make us feel that, that resonate with us. Right. But listen, let me open up my piano app again. I'm going to drive, I'm going to drive it. I'm going to drive it. I'm going to drive this thing. The F sharp all on its own. Every key on the keyboard all on its own is its essential note without anything else. Do the other notes brighten it up, make it more, make, it, it sort of gives you that kind of fulfilling thing. Yeah, it kind of feels good, right? But I need you to understand whatever note, whatever note that you are, whatever note that you are, as much as resonance and chords and all that stuff is nice, you got to be good all by itself, it's okay. If the other, if the two on the end leave, this needs to be good all on its own to know that this uh, E is okay, just as it is. It doesn't mean that we don't like this, that we don't seek it, that it doesn't satisfy us. It sounds good. But if the E's got to play by itself, the E's got to be okay by itself. You understand what I'm saying? All right, y'all. We got it. We got it. We got it. That's enough. Thank you so much. Welcome back, y'all. Season seven. Thanks for listening in. I really enjoyed doing this for you. This is the second passing of the offering bucket. You know, you can find me on PayPal and Venmo with my email address, taylor at threshcoach.com. If you've been getting something out of this work and thank you to absolutely everyone everywhere who has given into this. 
All right. Who is reaping and sowing back into it. Thank you so much. You can also give on Cash App, dollar sign Tay Chan. Thank you so much. You can rate, you can review, hit those stars. Let me know what's going on. A sentence or two. Right. Thank you so much, y'all. I'm excited for this season. I'm excited for you to hear from the guests, from past clients. I'm excited for you to hear what I have for you. So much continues to change and grow and progress, and I love it, and I love it, and I love that you're with me. This was really, really such a... You you take it as a gift to you. It's a gift to me to be able to give this to you. I love this process of giving and receiving with each other. So, mm, mm, mm. love that. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week. <laughs>